producer. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. This is, this is and great. it's fall. You guys are quite the well-oiled machine now compared to <laughs> my last one of these with you. Yeah. Yeah. I was well, sitting next to your bed and no. we were like huddling around a headphone splitter. So I know. This is, this is I literally used to have guests sit on my bed. Yeah. Literally. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I think I sat on your bed. Yeah, yeah, no, you definitely did. There was, n like, this seems like a tight space, but this is huge this compared is, to what we, what we had. Yeah, and we weren't yeah. even doing video. Good thing, because yeah. that would have looked so weird. Really strange. <laughs> it would have been, like, therapy. Like, oh, Jake's on my bed, and I'm going to ask him some questions about his life. Like, very, like, yeah, DIY therapy session, but... Unintentionally. Also now this is like the people. real therapy session because like this I feel like a therapist sometimes. I already feel like I'm being therapized. This is already <laughs> pretty nice. Maybe it's the room or maybe it's because I admire both of you as people quite deeply. And you like, feel comfortable. Yeah. That's what we wanted. Maybe it's because it's fall and I'm in my comfy fall fit now. <laughs> I was I was telling myself today I was like walking around leaves are falling down I'm just like just soak it up just like try to take in every moment of it because yeah. it's gonna they're all the leaves are gonna be gone and you're just gonna be like oh, two more no. weeks until it's cold and awful yeah I'm not hyped <laughs> do you guys have uh costumes yet for halloween we've been trying to brainstorm the couple's costumes um we've been really into a lot of the star wars shows but can't really tell how deep people get with like knowing who's what on those shows and like um yeah i don't know i should probably think about that more now that you mention it i didn't realize it was october already <laughs> it's coming for you yeah 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 Yeah. i'm just being a vampire that's that's good that's classic i've never been a vampire so are you being like a traditional vampire or like the I'm twilight vampire or like post twilight literally, i know there's like other shit now i think i'm just gonna be like a swaggy vampire and i'm gonna get the fangs okay and like the real fang not the ones that like you bite on that look goofy okay but there's ones that you can like mold to your canines whoa not like yeah. intensely mold but like mm. <laughs> yeah like never <laughs> never coming off um You're like going to the orthodontist for your like, costume what did you do <laughs> yeah no, um, and then just getting, uh, like, contacts, mm -hmm. so I just look freaky. Nice. And then I feel like just those two things, like, you'll know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a, yeah, I think the the older I get, the better you can pull off, like, a low-budget DIY costume, and people are like, I know what that is. Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. like, the indicator of, like, you did it really well this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the, like, dropping $500 on some, like, crazy thing you found on the internet but like if you can just go to like the thrift shop and get like a sweater and a tie or whatever and like people know what that is i don't even have an idea in mind for what that is but like <laughs> you know what i mean where it's like i don't know what i'm saying yeah I'm the, I'm the rugrats parent. yeah <laughs> i'm uh stew pickles right or like yeah like mace do you have a costume yeah dude um so for our show we um, have three of us in the band and we all decided to go as classic monsters. I'm going to be a mummy. Nice. Yeah, just a straight mummy. That would have been good. Are you, yeah. are you doing the TP thing? I don't know if I'm going to do the TP or maybe I'll like get some white gauze or something like that. Make Ooh. it a little bit more adult. A little yeah. bougier. A little bougier. Dude. I'm yeah. not going to lie. You could do Frankenstein very well too. Dude, Because Frankenstein was a big guy. Yeah. And yeah. people don't know because you're sitting always. Yeah. But Mace, you're like six 
three or four? Would it, five? Bro, six? it was like six, seven. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm like so six, off. Two. Dude, what the? Yeah, no, actually, I'm like, I'm like six. You're like about the same. One ish, and yeah, Mace is like way bigger than me. Yeah, Bro's a tower. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, no, no face paint for me, though. That's the thing is like, I draw the line at face paint. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. My budget is, and just my patience for putting on a costume is like, all right, I'll wrap myself up or I'll wear this outfit and I'm good to go. Yeah. Yeah. I was really big on like the anti costumes when I was like in college and definitely didn't have money for stuff. So I would just like write on a sheet of paper that's like, this is my costume. Yeah, and like yeah. be like that edgy kid. The like old school gym in the office type costume. Yeah, like, that kind yeah. of stuff. I think one, I even borrowed the like book face thing that he did in the one episode one year. And I was like, this isn't funny. <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> but did people react while they're like, oh, it's funny? Or like. I think some people saw it and knew. Yeah. Uh, it really depended on. Um, like who knew me and knew that I was like into the office at the time. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was just like very like, I don't care. I clearly didn't plan more than an hour before this party. And I'm, I'm Jim from the office doing something also that was lazy. Yeah. (laughs) One year I went as a nudist on strike and just wrote that on a piece of paper. And a lot of people were like, oh, that's, that's hilarious. And I was like, I literally looked it up online and probably got the most reactions to that costume (laughs) i was just like wow you don't have to try that hard yeah that's like the most like reverse way to say i didn't dress up as possible Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you put Mm -hmm. the idea in people's head that you have a costume when you're just jerry yeah you just Just jerry (laughs) exactly exactly like you just flip it on them they're not expecting it and mm, that's how you do it right anyway we'll start the podcast um (laughs) Welcome to Podducer. This is the podcast for producers. Today we are joined by Ellipsis. Thank you for both of you having me back. It's really good to be here. Yeah, of course. Ellipsis, Jake, has been on the podcast a few times. Like, yeah. Like three or four times. Appearances in the reset episode, some mm-hmm. other ones. Yeah. Yeah, I did. The one with reset, I think it was your first video episode in this room. I know, yeah. Shot um, in like 360p or something. Like it was. Yeah, I I had my own solo episode way way back. Um, yeah. And I think I've done some guest appearances with yeah. other people, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's good to hang out. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have you back. I don't like. We can't do our question, and it throws me off. I was kind of scared you were gonna ask me again just to see if I give the same answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like you. listening again, and I think my answer was Paul McCartney or the Beatles, or definitely Paul McCartney because the Beatles aren't themselves anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's still my first concert. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we could do like a new edition of the last question, which is what was like your favorite concert and like That's maybe hard. just like what is your favorite concert of the recent time in your life like in yeah the, i don't know favorite recent concert i have really been enjoying seeing all of my friends at the notion sound test thursdays oh, it, yeah. it kind of feels like um honestly kind of like seeing my friends come on this show is like it kind of feels like one of those rites of passage when you're a Chicago producer or like, that's how like it seems to be discussed and kind of like approached. Mm-hmm. So like whenever any of our friends and like 
musician homies are on one of those it's so cool to see them like really try to curate it into like this is who i am right now this is like where i'm at with my musical journey and if you guys showed up that's really cool of you because this was a free event yeah yeah those are really fun and actually i kind of feel bad because kale's playing one tonight he is and i'm not gonna be able to make it to that but yeah but i know he'll throw it down he's he's gonna do great he's actually doing another one on halloween that i will hopefully be able to make it up to him as well but, okay um yeah love kale hope he does well tonight <laughs> yeah he'll he'll tell kill it um for those of you who don't know that's at primary correct all the sound test thursdays at primary are great i was not asked to plug those <laughs> yeah. go because they're fun yeah no they're dope um I was thinking we could get into a track early on here because, okay. you know, we have that. Someone's blasting bass outside right now. We Crazy. could just listen to that. Just listen to the neighbor's car. That's cool. Do, 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 just That's like, actually what I've been making my music sound like is your neighbor's car. Yeah, muffled <laughs> bass. That's my track that Mace is leaking over there. Dude, they um, must be bumping out there. <laughs> Dude, it's funny that you say that, actually, because I've got... um a chain that i throw on the master sometimes when i'm wearing headphones yeah i call it the festival test or the sub test that's good where it's like if i were playing this in my car with like an ignorant subwoofer or like mm-hmm. at the fucking festival like it's just basically take the bass way up add a little bit of like room verb and like you know kind of squash the mid kind of make it bit. like yeah. feel like oh i should go over there yeah exactly <laughs> yeah just just to see you never yeah. know yeah which one should we run out of the four that you sent yeah so just to give some initial context i um have been all over the place with different projects and all sorts of endeavors with music um i'm trying to put together three different eps i don't even know if one's considered an ep but i have a project with dygko that's kind of me producing uh him rapping i have another one that's palpa and i um just going crazy having fun together and then I have a solo one that I don't have anything to share today, unfortunately. Um, but I'm just kind of enjoying branching my brain project-wise in those three directions. And then having lots of singles and stuff with uh, other creatives that I enjoy working with as kind of... I want to call it filler because I, I admire them all the same. But uh, things that won't be on those projects gotcha okay more Um, like singles or yeah i would say probably most prominently in the last year i've been working on the tyg project so the song that i uh sent you guys is called fomo and i wrote the beat for it while uh it was right around when quarantine was ending and uh back when i lived at that crazy producer house that was myself cam stacy tygko and nada um i was going through a whole bunch of uh boot camp classes and just getting hammered at work and they were really getting book club the venue that they now run off the ground um so i was in my room pretty much all day looking at screens and by the time i would get out of my room especially now that it's fall winter it was dark and i really didn't have much going on so FOMO was the first idea I had in mind when I was titling it. Um, Yeah, we can run it whenever you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. And if you want to hear the music in this episode and what we have to say about it, 
Join the Podducer Discord through the link below. Well, it's it's cool seeing you work with somebody else in this capacity because I feel like a lot of your um, solo projects are much more like maybe heavy and full yeah if that's the right word so it seems like it's still you but you kind of like reined it back to leave room for vocals but you can still kind of hear that glitch that you have going on it allows for some more space and movement and it just it it felt like you but like you know i could tell that you were working with for something else right like yeah it's like a different intention i'm really glad you picked up on that actually because it was definitely intentional i mean so after my last dp I definitely felt like that was pretty heavy, very sound design driven, uh, very expected, but also unexpected in a lot of ways. Um, so a lot of my like kind of what can I do that's meaningful and feels like growth from here um, has been a lot of really trying to hone in on like making catchier songs, making like really dialing in on the groove of my songs and um, something like that I think is like. I mean, I guess also from like a production standpoint, I was like slamming all my tracks with like 70 to 100 channels of stuff in Ableton. And that just was a nightmare every single time. And I was like, this is not sustainable for getting anything done. So, um, and especially while I was getting hammered with class and work, I was like, I really just want to get an idea down and make that good in what it is. Um, And it actually came out pretty organically that it just had tons of room and his vocals sit perfectly on top of it. And that kind of became the MO and kind of the start of the project was just getting simple rap ideas down or simple, just like melodies that were in my head that day or chord progressions that I was messing with. Um, getting a lot of those, just keeping the creative habit up of just getting the hours in Ableton and then um, every time I'd share him when I was living at the house, he was like, hell yeah, let me rap on this. <laughs> and mm. it was great. Gotcha. I wanted to ask about living in like a borderline frat house for music producers, because I mean, I wouldn't call it that actually, but like I lived yeah. in a house with four other guys, right? similar yeah. situation, a coach house. And as much as I love all those guys, when I moved out, I was just like, wow is really nice to have my own space and not be on top of one another yeah and it's very it's very much the same i still love all those guys i still go over to the house all the time and stay in touch with them as much as i can um but you're absolutely right and i believe you also moved out to be with your partner um so it's it's been a very refreshing new chapter for me but also like i do miss just like having Ableton open and someone walks by and is like, yo, we should, we should come up with an idea on that. Or like Mm. just the, like the workflow of stuff like that was just crazy. And actually, uh, having Nada as my roommate was, uh, really fun for another track that we can get to whenever you want to do that. But, um, I do really miss a lot of what it was being in that house, but I'm also really happy where I am now. Yeah. Some separation. I mean, it's good. You can always go back. Yeah. I mean, it's everybody's still on great terms. And, of course, the friendship is still there. And they're really grinding on Book Club. And now they've uh, got some new, also, music producer homies in the house. Mm. So the essence of that is still there in a lot of ways. And just going over there and, all, like, 
every time you set foot in the house, you just immediately feel inspired and like you can really feel that any idea that you want to try out is a safe idea. There's no like bad idea mm-hmm. for you to really try to express. I don't know how to describe it, but it was just really uh, energizing to have that as like a creative space. For sure. I feel like you're the honorary, like, sixth member, too. Like, whenever you come over, it's like, yeah, you still yeah. live in that room right there. It, so it, you got it set up a little differently than me. <laughs> so it was funny. When we moved into the house, we had all very recently been dumped or gotten out of relationships. So we joked that the house name was Foster's Home for Imaginary Girlfriends. <laughs> um, Bachelor Boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Cam's sister actually painted the foster's home from the cartoon and it's very prominently in the living room when you walk in. Mm. Um, and so when, uh, the lease was up this past year, I had moved in with my partner and everyone had already kind of found someone or everyone is now currently dating someone, I think, um, from last year's arrangement, at least, um, it almost feels like we graduated. (laughs) And so now they like refer to me as the alumni. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a little silly that way, but it's it's really fun. I love those guys. That's funny. In a general sense, what's been rumbling around in your head? Like, also, I kind of want to just ask, like, wh- how far have you come since the last podcast? Because that one was so that was like three or four years ago now. Our and last solo one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it was like five or six years ago. Like, if you could think about kind of your headspace there and what you were really focused on and kind of what you're focused on now, just to kind of juxtapose those. Yeah. That, that's kind of what I want to get into. It's been crazy. I feel like I'm in, like, I was watching, I was looking at the Dunning Kruger Dunning curve the other day, and I feel like the last time I saw you, you know how, like, for those who don't know, Dunning-Kruger is, like, your confidence at something and your, like, actual, like, ability at something. And mm. it's, like, this kind of, like, very sharp peak that, t- like, tumbles and then you gradually get back up to, like, actually being confident. Mm. If I could pull it up, it would make more sense. But I basically, it it's, like, yeah. yeah. Basically, it's, like, you think you get good at something really quickly. That's what kind of pulls you into a skill. And then you have a very steep humbling moment, which I wouldn't say I had a moment per se, but I think the time that you and I had our last podcast was really when I was kind of at the bottom of like, I don't know anything. I need to figure out so much stuff. Um, And now I'm slowly like making my way up that gradual incline. I don't want to say I'm anywhere close to the top, but... I feel very comfortable with the skills I have, very comfortable with my workflow, very comfortable working with other people, and um, probably the most proud of my ability to like actually finish ideas now, and they like don't suck. <laughs> mm. um, so just things like that have become really grateful for. And um, on the flip side of that, I felt like the last time I saw you, I was really uh, excited to try and put stuff out and really push and i had this so much like energy and i just felt so much younger young buck just yeah like, just, you're just like, like ah. hungry right sometimes i'll see younger kids just like i was at the beach and they were trying to scale this pole and i was like ah, young bucks like they're not gonna be able to do it but <laughs> they're gonna try yeah so it was it was a lot of that and even like during the pandemic 
or during quarantine, I was putting a lot of stuff out, eventually kind of culminated with the EP that I put out. And then perfect timing was kind of the EP coming out, giving it some breathing room. And then I kind of fucked off and focused on getting the rest of my life together. Um, getting which, that bag. Yeah. And I'm still kind of in that transitionary phase, but I'm definitely at a much more stable place with it where I can now get back to music. And so it was like a little bit of shaking off the cobwebs because I took about a year off of like really being in Ableton and that killed me for a while. Um, but the place I'm at now is I feel a lot more comfortable with what I want to do when I hear something that I want to try or hearing a sample and like kind of having some ideas of how to mangle it into something and make that a better musical idea. Cause mm. I feel like it was a lot of just really raw Foley and sound design and really trying to get the most out of just like atonal sound. Um, so now that I feel more competent at the actual music production, it's almost unfair that it's like, it seems like SoundCloud has continued to dwindle, although maybe not. Um, it feels like it has. Yeah, but like all the tools that were at my disposal when I was stupid and didn't know what I was doing have now just kind of tanked. And I like, <clears throat> mm -hmm. I'm at this weird place of like, okay, now I know I finally have the ability to like do something in a way that makes me happy. Yeah. But I don't know the like best way to like share it. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's real. Yeah, no, I feel that same way with the podcast. Like I took a yeah. long break and like if I just kept going when I was, that was before fucking dude, every single person I meet now is like, Oh, you have a podcast? That's cool. Like I'm tr I'm trying to start one too. I'm like, Yeah, you just gotta start somewhere. Yeah. Like everyone thinks they can do it. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with that. I think like right. they should. But I encourage I, I, I'm just saying like what you were saying about like when you had all that, you know, vigor to do it, mm -hmm. like you could have capitalized on that more because there was more opportunity then. And now there's yeah. still opportunity, but it's just think about how, how many think about how many now. more people are in the game. Or just the fact that so many like music producer jobs that once were like even making beats for like simple videos like is now just oh dude like yeah we can just slap together some stuff like anyone can kind of make a simple beat you know yeah i mean i don't see other people so much as the competition as much as like the tools we've been given have just become like this like frenzy forget like grabbing people's attention and the mm. more shit is thrown into that system to grab your attention the, the less, less you can really yeah. actually get people's attention and for less time like um sam galatry put out an excellent ep about a week ago I yeah think. It's, it's good i like it. it's, it's probably so my good. favorite eps put out in a while yeah same and i like i'm trying to train my attention span to be like okay when spotify stops showing me that i'm listening to this am i gonna like find it on my own again and like remember to keep listening to it because mm -hmm. like that's where we're at at that's least that's tough. where i'm at <laughs> if we can talk about someone like sam g too it's like he got established sometimes i think about this thing where it's like people that are established who can just kind of keep having a career because their name is already like omnipresent 
Sure. I mean, Sam Galatri, one of the most brilliant producers ever. No and question. Yeah, and nothing, but, no, <laughs> no taking away from like the skill and just being really... And he's also evolved, done a lot, of, started singing, doing yeah. a lot of cool stuff. But I mean... But the infrastructure of like just throwing something on SoundCloud was up when he was 14 and incredibly talented then. And he yeah. did his upload waiting so long. Or like that I'm, had half a million plays in two days yeah. or whatever. Like so that just hard. doesn't... There's nothing like that anymore. No. And I think about people who are actually making it, like, just the first person to come to mind is, like, Ice Spice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she is killing it. Sure. But I'm curious to see how much of a household name she can become. Because I feel like to become a household name now, it's just so much trickier. Like, it's just... Yeah. Yeah, it's a completely different... And that's the thing, too, is, like, the way you and I just mentioned a couple artists is, like, all of those are operating on different scopes. Like, Sam G, I don't even think most people our age know. Ice Spice, everybody our age knows, but maybe Mm -hmm. not, like, our parents or maybe even, like, older millennials. But, like, who's going to be the next, like, Jay-Z? That's what, yeah, (laughs) that's kind of what I'm saying now is, like, how... No one can maintain... yeah anything with how just like everything is tiktokified well and like, yeah exactly <laughs> and the record labels game plan at least right now is like mm-hmm. tiktokify it like w- like let's sign this dude because like he blew up viral but like mm-hmm. yeah, i don't know like what's gonna come out of that like i'm trying to i don't know it's just it's a weird landscape and it's it's like so having spent a year just kind of sitting out on all of that and coming back to it and being more uh, true to myself creatively than ever. And I think to my own standard, more prolific than ever, it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to like sell out what I'm doing to try to throw a viral thing at TikTok or I mean, I'm not on TikTok at all, but like I, I'm not going to compromise what I enjoy doing to fit a mold or mm. to like meet an expectation, but not in some flash of the pan interaction with the general public. Yeah. I mean, there is this aspect of just like people continuing to do it. Yeah. Cause like a lot of people are chasing that viral moment. That's going to get them a lot of attention. It's just a completely different game to me, at least to, pursue that than to pursue creating really meaningful art and have a long career Mm -hmm. yeah i was just i was it's funny you're we're talking about this i was just thinking about this today because um story of my career i've always been going through an identity crisis trying to figure out what kind of music i want to make right and trying a bunch of different shit and the thing i keep coming back to is like it's got to feel good to you. You know, I, I've tried so many times to make whatever's popular at the time, whether it's the, um, you know, uh, big boom and festival trap stuff or yeah. big room or right now it's like kind of the, you know, big tech house, big room tech house kind of thing, yeah, the yeah, yeah. rebirth of EDM. And, you know, like these things come and go. But in my opinion, if you just keep coming back to what feels good to you, there's no like timetable or lifespan on how long you're going to go for like people recognize real authentic organic music that you know true artists are putting out and it's something that i i feel like 
doesn't get lost in the you know viral trends up and down somebody comes and goes it's like it just kind of sticks around yeah it's interesting i i don't know with edm in general i have definitely noticed i mean even before the current state of the internet competing for your attention it was always like there's trends there's like just different stuff people are interested in over time. And I think that's normal because if you burn out one thing or oversaturate on one thing, some other things going to grab people's attention. Um, but yeah, that doesn't mean I want to like go hardcore on D and B for six months to a year just because that's what people are doing. And then now switch over to like something else. D and B, I didn't mean to, pick on per se but i love dmb no dmb is great <laughs> um but yeah it's just uh to your point it's like it's also this weird kind of self-evaluation of um i'm doing what i really enjoy i'm aware that it's like not the trend and like not sounding like what other people have been doing lately um and it's like it almost i still get some of those like nagging like am i doing this wrong should i be doing something that's like more familiar for like the accessibility part of it um it's it's a balance man but you kind of hit the nail on the head it's a different game if you're trying to ride the trends yeah like you can kind of tell not naming any names and good on them for the success (laughs) that they've had but like you can kind of tell when that's what an artist does right yeah and it's in my opinion, those are people who sure maybe, you know, think like an artist, but they're more of a business than, you know, an artist at that point. That's just kind of my take on it. And and I think it's uh, something I really appreciated that you mentioned was, um, with the track we played already that you could tell it was still me, mm-hmm. that that was something that I've really tried to like establish that I have a style that I can like apply to any different kind of idea. And it's still like noticeably something I've, I've put my ideas on um and i don't know it feels like that's it's a sign of versatility i feel like like i can i've grown in that way where i don't know i'm not a one-trick pony right (laughs) right um and i'm not some chameleon that can pivot into whatever is gonna get me clicks (laughs) right but even so, even if you did, there's still kind of that little signature. <laughs> <laughs> what a sample. Someone sampled that. This <laughs> thing has crazy sounds. I actually, um, I like used it like sloshing one time for like a really cool like texture thing. Uh-huh. This thing's really fun. But the uh, Hydroflask uh, specifically, yeah, we're like <laughs> also not a plug, just uh, <laughs> thirsty. Yeah, just the last thing I was thinking about on this is like, have you ever seen Josie and the Pussycats? Have you ever seen that movie? No. I watched it again recently, and for some reason I think about it a lot, because basically the concept of that movie is that through music they have subliminal messaging to tell people like what they should be buying. Like, oh, I really want Lay's right now, like because it, it's like in the music somehow. Yeah. Or like, oh, like blue is the new color, and then everyone's wearing blue. Mm-hmm. And... I just feel like if you, for me, feeding into the trends just doesn't feel right. Like I can like stuff like DNB coming back. 
I love it. Whoa, like that's fair. great. You know what I mean? Um, but like, yeah, it just it doesn't feel right. I was at REI the other day. I was shopping for a pair of um, just like walking running shoes, and there's this brand of shoes called On. Have you seen these? They have Maybe. these like little like it's like a very specific thing, but like. I swear, I see all these people with them. And I was telling the guy, I was like, I don't know. These feel like they're pretty nice, but I almost don't want to buy them just because they're so trendy. And I'm just like, I don't want to feed into that. And this is like my own issue. (laughs) But But, That's a good point, though. I think it it does go well beyond music. Like last year, I went to go visit my girlfriend in Greece, which is where both of our families are from. Um, Her family much more directly than mine. And... I just could not put aside how like it seemed like everybody I knew and everybody that was like someone that knew someone I know was in Greece that one summer. Like oh, yeah. somebody, some influencer or somebody was like, Greece is the spot. That like it could have been get. Tulum. It could have been yeah, Greece. Yeah. Port Greece has kind of always been the spot. It's been but great, like, but like, but that's I mean, also yeah. because we're both biased as fuck. Yeah. Um, super biased. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, no, like I've, I've definitely noticed that as well. Just like, like the, it feels like the, 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 the flocking of like, I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but like, it just seems like it's so much more simplified to like migrate a trend or like migrate a mass of people towards like something that's cool at any given time. I don't know how to like express that idea. You know what I mean? No, I totally get it. I just don't want to be a <laughs> sheep. Yeah. But I also don't want to be like angsty, like eh, that's lame, right? <laughs> because I'm cooler or something. Like that's also the other end where it's just like, oh, I don't want to be that either. So there is kind of this fine line where you can be like, yeah, this is cool. Like this is happening right now. This is interesting. You got to tap into like what is new and current. Um, but like you don't. That doesn't have to be your identity. Yeah, and just like I don't know the way we. So another thing I've thought about since the last time we spoke was um, I remember talking about uh, social media and information intake a lot. And um, the uh, I feel like that's gotten so much more just exhausting and that I now have to be conscious of like what I even engage with without getting this like feedback loop of like advertising to me that's like reading my mind. Because mm-hmm. um, like if I like an ad or if i like something on instagram that's like the shoes you liked all of a sudden everything's gonna be like do you want to go hang out in the woods buy Uh a bunch of stuff from rei you know what's sad too (laughs) it kind of works to an extent because you're like thinking about buying it and then you see them you're like and they are pretty cool and then it's just they'll get you dude it's such a dissociative experience yeah yeah, yeah, because, I mean, like, obviously, we're savvy to it. Right. And it's, like, at this point, society's savvy to the, but it's the, just the this, targeted like, ads. This crazy flurry of, like, my peers that I do want to keep in, like, I want to keep up with who are doing cool things, posting stuff, and then, like, ads that read my mind, and then, like, the worst memes I've ever seen, <laughs> and then, like, just the, like, lowest point of humanity all being like shuffled in this thing that I'm scrolling through like in seconds is just yeah. like there's no way that's good for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. And it's like 
I'll go on Instagram to post stuff and then I'll be like, I got to get off this immediately because it's like just filling my brain with stuff that I don't care about. But then I'm like, wait, I'm trying to promote this. And it's just like, there's, yeah. there's no happy medium. Like it's mm -hmm. so difficult to filter out all the noise. It'd be nice to have something that kind of does it for you or mm -hmm. just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's why I try to be, I mean, just to talk specifically about just like what I try to do deliberately is have content that is really like actually worth putting out for every day of the week basically yeah and that's like the game plan because otherwise it's you can get into that thing where it's like oh well i have to post something it's like but that's taking away from your message basically like the more noise you post it's just like not yeah. good and some people don't care you know what i mean they they're used to just having to sift through stuff but yeah. I, I just feel like there's a responsibility that i feel to just give people you know have just more quality content opposed to just trying to like get it i don't or just like uh, filling it with something else yeah it's, that, it's true though it sounds so <laughs> like basic like yeah put out good stuff but but it know. is like how do i how do i cut the cut through the algorithm cut through the noise and yeah that's like that's kind of where i'm at now with trying to finish music is like okay i don't want to like throw money at all this just to like reach the people that already follow me i don't want to like do some gimmick like i'm not good at like curating a personality that's not me or like some gimmicky thing mm -hmm. i want to just like put the music out and like whoever wants to see it can see it <laughs> yeah yeah and no. i feel like that's such a big ask now but i and and this is where i'm gonna jump in with the algorithms in with the music too that's my problem i had to go to spotify and hit on somebody's random playlist and shuffle through that because mm -hmm. i feel like it's gotten into like what they're feeding you, what you, they think you want to hear. Right. Mm -hmm. It's almost the same thing as social media, keeping you on longer, you know, just one more click, just one more. Scroll. Oh yeah. And like, just one more click. And like the musical, Spotify, dude, like the music echo chamber that Spotify, like feeds back to you. Dude. Is yeah. Also if I hear them changes one more time by Thundercat, <laughs> I'm going to fucking blow my head up. Great song. <laughs> Um, but, but I'm that's, sure you're fucking that's sick like of it. the poster child song of Spotify. It's like the cornerstone like, of all of the algo playlists you get. I, I, yeah, sure. I feel like that's like the nucleus yeah. of like where it all goes. And somehow I'm sure Thundercat's making a boatload of money off sure. that track. But dude, it is wild. There's like a couple <laughs> songs like that where I'm just like, oh my, again. Yeah. Like on random playlists that I'm just like, wait, this is not even related, but you're just like, this is such a safe bet song. Yeah. I think <laughs> kind of pivoting a little bit, but I think all of what we've talked about has just really like drained Are we boomers. Sorry. I, I do feel <laughs> that's like that's from man. the last one. I was just like, well, basically, what I've derived is from our last podcast. We were like young I'm and hungry, and now we're boomers. Now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, it does like it does just like exhaust me to the point where like I will mute my group chats and just like tell people like, if you need me, no, you don't. 
I'll see you tomorrow or whatever and just be exhausted and done for the day and unplugging feels just so liberating mm-hmm. um i was i actually wanted to ask you about your email list and how that's going because that's yeah. like a more direct to the people you actually care about yeah it's been good i it's it's really interesting so far i've only sent one email i'm gonna send another one because i have a track coming out tomorrow that uh is not one of the ones i sent you but um as far as actually like assembling that that feels even though I'm not reaching as many people yet, I'm reaching everybody that wanted to be reached. I'd spent a couple weeks just being like, hey, if you want to hear my music, I'm not paying for ads. Give me your email and I'll email you. And um, that's been really cool. And um, based on the one that I sent out so far, um, like I got a lot of pre-saves on a track. I got a lot of people to download something that I made that I wanted to kind of just have as an exclusive, not throwaway track, but like, um, people were really excited to engage with that kind of thing. Um, and I feel like I was able, like you said, like I didn't have to compete for reach. I could just like email everyone that I wanted to hit and wanted to like be a part of that. Yeah. Um, so I've really been trying to explore more approaches like that and really, uh, try to culminate um i don't know like i feel like i've established a lot of really good relationships with people including you where like i uh genuinely keep up with you beyond just like transactional like hanging out and giving each other content or whatever yeah um so trying to use the relationships i've built in a holistic way also feels fulfilling even if it's like not going to be the same statistical result as like throwing 500 dollars at some spotify playlist (laughs) yeah no i get that i i made me think about just like being kind of like a documentarian yeah where like what we do with this conversation like this is a conversation that we could it's, easily it's have good for us to mics. have yeah exactly <laughs> like this would be a good thing to just be like yo jake what have you been thinking about lately and that's kind of what this is too much is the answer yeah. <laughs> and like you know it's I, my mentality lately has just been document everything you can and then pull out the the best little bits of that and then share it with people because people don't have the attention span yeah. most of the time to listen to the whole thing so like yeah, and I feel like music in a way it's also like that time capsule. Like you're documenting what mm-hmm. you were thinking at the time. But what you were saying about the the real life connections of like me and you, like when I first reached out to you, it was just like, yo, this guy's uh DJing a show that I saw. Yeah. Like we should connect in real life and like okay, we're also going to make the excuse that like we're going to record something and yeah. go deeper with that intention i feel like i've become better friends with you since like i don't feel like i knew you as a person before our first episode so Mm -hmm. now like we've hung out we've been friends yeah this is a very comfortable experience and like mace who i think is off screen for the viewers uh, he's he's in he's not always sometimes sometimes yeah but uh i mean mace and i go way back way beyond like yeah musically doing anything together we were just friends in college that would throw parties and be together 
Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I really enjoy operating like that where it's like, I'm not transactional, I guess is the word I keep coming back to. Yeah. I feel like what I've realized more and more is like this thing that, you know, both of us are doing like our art forms. If you call this an art form, I would call um, this an art form. You've put we a can, lot we can into call it, it an art form, <laughs> just like the, the practice, whatever your practice is like that, that can run in tandem with making connections with people in real life that mm -hmm. last outside of just like this social media thing. And like, I feel like that's what you, that's the thing that you get the most out of doing it. Like I've, of course, music is more, you know, it's your artistry. It's like the, the sounds you want to hear. Yeah. But I think in pursuing that, you also have the chance to, you know, that's like the vehicle to make connections with people and i feel like that's what we're all just trying to do yeah i mean so like when i moved to chicago seven years ago i didn't really know anybody like i knew mace i didn't know you were really up here i think you were out in the burbs most of the time yeah a couple of years back anyway so i really didn't see you um so i was pretty much going it alone and uh was DMing people on SoundCloud, DMing people that I had kind of crossed paths with from college and really just tried to like be a good friend and like be a really healthy, like creative person to be around myself and really try to be in like a growing mindset. And I still try to have that growing mindset, even though I'm now more comfortable with um, creating more often. Um, but I think that's really contributed to like fostering really good friendships with people along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I feel that we got a little existential, I think. I think we've gone pretty deep. We've gone deep. <laughs> this is a good time to a, uh, listen to a track, I think. Sure. Let's, uh, let's run one. Which, what should we run? Um, can I, so pick? yeah, whichever one I want to hear the one with, uh, Nada. Oh, yeah, oh, so yeah that makes here? sense. That's a good one. Is that Origin? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. And if you want to hear the music in this episode and what we have to say about it, join the Podducer Discord through the link below. I think it's really fun, too, because it's my first real foray into D&B, and uh, this was, we made it when we were at the house, and he was like, he really wanted to make a D&B track with me and was like, literally just like, throw all of your random sound design at all these breaks and like he kept layering breaks and i kept layering just like random bullshit from like years of resampling stuff and just chopping all that together into like loops into i don't know we in the past nada and i have like just kind of like thought way too much about a track and then it just like kind of just goes too far and is too fried but this one was really <laughs> like <laughs> it was surprisingly easy to just like throw together especially because he was really in a groove of like being in his room cranking out dnb stuff almost every day at that point and i was just like i have to get ideas down i don't care what they are um so this was really fun yeah he's, i like that he's so crazy i like the sample in there too it kind of reminded me of like <laughs> this much power like yeah like yeah, yeah yeah that didn't 
Uh, that wasn't the goal, I would say, yeah. but um, we we definitely figured. Uh, I think we just went on YouTube and found some like National Geographic thing about like volcanoes or something. <laughs> Pangea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, some like ancient history geology thing that um, I don't know. I don't remember what that was from, but yeah, it was a fun one. Yeah. No, that's cool. I could definitely hear those like quirky sounds. I was like, that's definitely Jake. But then I was yeah. waiting to see who it actually was. Yeah, it was, uh, like I said, I think it was like a pretty solid division of like, he was really dialed in on like layering breaks and like getting the like skeleton of a D&B idea together. And I was really kind of putting a bow on a lot of like heavier ideas and like, had very freshly done a bunch of like sound design sessions that worked really well for it. So it's really good timing on putting it together. <laughs> yeah. Something I wanted to ask you because this is kind of like a, a reach back or yeah. like a, a call back from the first one, mm. which is like, are there any plugins or techniques that are like things that you weren't doing back then that you're doing now that you're like, Oh, I, I would never not do this now. Um, I don't know about never not do it. There's definitely a couple. So actually it's funny earlier this summer, uh, I got, uh, my MacBook decided it was time. I needed a new MacBook. Um, <laughs> it's like, brother, you gotta help me out here. Yeah. Well, I had had it since like for six years and it was in, it was, I, I, to this day don't know what happened, but I had it just like open sitting on the couch with nothing next to it, nothing like just sitting upright, how any computer would sit. I left my room to go help my partner with something. I came back and the screen was just cracked. Mm. I have no idea what happened. Nothing was touched it. Was it plugged in? No. Did it fall on the ground or nothing? Did, was it, it didn't move. It was just standing there. Do you have an like, animal in the house? No, I didn't at the time. Um, I have no clue what happened, but like half the screen was just like, no, it's not not happening mm. um fortunately um no data loss no project files were harmed in the movement of all of that um i was definitely not ready to throw down on a new macbook but here we are um all of that to say i've very recently been just returning to like stock ableton stuff because now that i'm on the new macbook and they have the new os um getting a lot of my plugins to play nice with that OS and Ableton 11 has been awful. So I'm like, I just don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to like use the tools I have, um, and try to get a couple if I can. Um, fortunately a couple that I really like, um, there's this one that I've been raving about to everybody called ST 4 B, which is, um, a multiband transient shaper. So like you can choose different bands of like, you can choose highs, uh, mids, low mids, and like your lows, and you can like tweak the different transients on each. And mm. it gets, it lets you get really surgical. It's really, really good on your drums. Um, I've been enjoying that. Um, Kickstart has been surprisingly good for like side chaining stuff and mm -hmm. like just mm -hmm. getting really good for on the floor, like ducking going on um does it does it 
go to the BPM? I've always wondered like how. So there is a there's a way to route it. I think the default is to like do eighth note, quarter note, half yeah, note. Yeah. Okay. But then you can set it to only trigger when you give it an external signal. Right. So like you can signal it to go to your kick or but whatever. But then it's working like a compressor, and there's probably like some timing. Yeah. It's a timing thing, but yeah. it's not compressing the signal. It's just yeah, ducking it's ducking the way it. you want it. Yeah. But still, even then, it's like signal hit point two seconds yeah. before it ducks quick like whereas yeah. when it's on quarter notes or eighth notes it's like every time you just know it's going to be down yeah, yeah yeah i don't know it's definitely been weird to noodle with it's a very recent thing i've been trying um and you can i think you can change the like length of the ducking um and lots of different stuff of course but um doing that fairly selectively um a lot of the like digitalis and sketch cassette for like textures has been really really fun to mess with um yeah i don't know lots yeah. of really cool max for live stuff yeah um that like i discovered there's this like i know Sinplant 2 just came out and everyone's freaking out about that oh really i didn't I knew that there was a new one coming out. <laughs> I'm like gonna get roasted here. See, that's good. I'm glad that <laughs> makes me happy because that makes me think you just have not been on the internet for a sec. No, it's more <laughs> that I've just been not trying to buy plugins. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, for some reason, everyone's like, "This is it. This is the plugin right now," which is fair. Shout out Simplant. Um, I have not messed with it yet. I need to, but. Um, there's a similar thing that Ableton threw up on Max for Live called Tree Tone. Oh, I saw that. Mm. Yeah, that was weird. I've been enjoying that a lot more than I expected to just because it gives like really weird resonances and like little like raindrop sounds. And I don't know, doing that and getting better at digging on YouTube and getting better at recognizing a sound that I hear in real life and pulling my phone out in time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've been rehashing like some videos or like new videos that are put out as tutorials or like just quick like here's six tips that maybe you didn't know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I actually didn't know that you're like, thank you. Like there's always something in Ableton that I didn't know. Yeah. Not to be like a total Ableton fanboy, but there's just the random hotkeys and stuff that people things, are like, yeah. I bet you didn't know you could just like hit that and then it does this and it just. Yeah, like yeah. being able to just like the hotkeys for sure, or just like this thing that you're just like you, like there's like a sub menu that you just didn't know about, and you're just mm -hmm. like, wait, what? That I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's crazy how deep that stuff goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's another thing too. Was for a while I was really trying to push myself to like learn my tools. I was always a firm believer that like learning how to use what you have before you buy new toys is <laughs> something i mean i was also just broke and don't want to pirate stuff and kill my computer like that um but like i was always really big on just trying to get good at stock and then like i have plenty of friends that use plugins and show me like oh this is why this one's better than ableton's stock version and i'm like all right yeah i see it i'll get that if i want to yeah um but yeah it's it just raw ableton man is 
so insane. <laughs> yeah, I feel like all of the interesting plugins that I see now are the ones that just like you don't even know what they're doing. It's just like some AI shit, and it's just like yeah, it sounds good. Like like there's this one called the God Particle, which I haven't actually messed with, but it like I think you can use it as a mastering plugin, or you can just put it on stuff. Like it's Ooh. like a sound. Not I don't know what Sound Goodizer actually does because I don't it's have FL, like but it's like a algorithmic like audio mixer changer thing. I don't never opened FL like on my computer, but it, there's like tons of these mm -hmm. things where it's like uh, this is gonna sound pretty good. Yeah, like, and it's some weird tech, and it's just like okay, cool. I'm I'm down for those because mm -hmm. it's just like of course you want to know the fundamentals like. Mm -hmm. But sometimes if you can just put something on, it's like, well, I, I think I know kind of what it's doing. Like, I'm happy with the result. Jerry loves his tools, too. True. Like, that's just always <laughs> been the I do the love meme. my tools. Yeah. yeah I think it's real. Lately, I get more excited about a really fat sample pack <laughs> than about a plugin. Generally, of course, there are crazy versions of or just crazy plugins. Um, but yeah, like when there's like a pack full of like really unexpected sounds that like I can kind of do my own thing with and make them even more weird and more like me, that's where I get like the like kid on Christmas morning feeling of like, oh, this is like a new chapter of ideas for me. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or like, um, I've been getting more into Ableton racks. Um, we're like either just building them myself or like like Kai, also a friend of the podcast, has tons of them. And last time I hung out with him and done this, which was a while ago, he had just like all kinds of cool shit that he had built himself and found on the internet and stuff like that's really fascinating and fun for me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like and just any of those little like quick like bip. I know mm -hmm. that's been around for a while, but just like push in a key. Kai showed me that, and then it just like resamples whatever you're listening to it's like yeah that's nice that was that much quicker i saw this one too where it's like you can go instead of clicking on the clip and then going in and changing the volume you can install something where you can just click it and then fade it down like i think you push a key and then mm -hmm. just like stuff like that like i'm like oh that's nice like yeah. that's gonna save me two seconds like yeah, i yeah. love that <laughs> <laughs> but, but it yeah. does add up over time. It adds up, yeah, for sure. The Mac stuff is really cool, but not to get too geeky on plugins like for too long. All good. Um, I feel like I feel like we should run another track. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. We have two more, I think. What do, what should we play? Um, I feel bad. I won't be able to see Palpa tonight. Let's play the Palpa one because okay. he I'll really went help track. insane. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to hear the music in this episode and what we have to say about it, join the Podducer Discord through the link below. Another thing I want to say just about the whole project is um, we both love kind of riffing about like how 140 is the thing. So we want to make like a 140 project, but it's like not what you'd think of as a 140 project. So like mm. that song was a 140 BPM song and all the other ones are going to be just like crazy wild stuff like that that's technically 140 bpm but would probably never get uh put aside 
any of the other like what you'd think of as 140 mm. <laughs> you got a lot of projects going on it makes me think like how do you schedule out the time to do it and you're just like yo should we link on wednesday like or um so the one with papa has been really chill we he's a busy guy i've been really busy um it's really mostly just i don't know we i think we even when we had the reset episode and we were both here we talked about like the ebbs and flows of our creative workflow so like when when it basically whenever we both have free time and even feeling just a little bit creative one of us will go to the other's place and whip up ableton or like whip up whatever tracks we'd started previously and um it's a lot of just like noodling and arriving at random ideas that don't make sense and then making them make sense Mm -hmm. um it's a really fun process every time because it's like you really never know what you're going to start with or where you're going to end up (laughs) yeah i feel like kale's process is just it's really out of this world like i'm i'm always in awe whenever i see him produce i'm just like bro you're going off i would have never done it like that like yeah his his like approach and um yeah just the way he can carry like a random loop of something that you didn't even think of as like a melody into like the backbone of a song especially your your styles also complement each other well because there's just like a lot of like organized chaos going on i think so Yeah. yeah i think some of my favorite like grooves that i don't think i've heard really anywhere else have been tracks that he and i have made together Mm -hmm. where it's like yeah i can't even really describe it but like stuff that's like it just started with like a very simple thing and then we would turn stuff off add a layer turn stuff off add that layer and just like keep adding stuff and then you have like six just obscenely chaotic layers (laughs) clean those up a little bit make them all play nice with each other and then you have just a wild idea <laughs> yeah 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 i uh i also wanted to ask you about just like who have you been listening to lately like yeah i inspiring you i've been kind of turning back the clock a little bit i've been diving into like some older soundcloud stuff so like older sam g mm-hmm. um stuff of that era um there's a guy um you may know the name rage logic oh yeah um, i've heard he, I, he was back in the day when like trap yeah. and like kind of future bass were he's tight popping. with like oshi and sober rob and all those guys he has a lot of really cool stuff um and then i guess like that's when like it's weird because i'll go on soundcloud and listen to completely different stuff than what i listen to on spotify soundcloud mm-hmm. is where i go to for like when i want to make some like off the wall stuff that's only for people who listen to stuff on soundcloud you know what i mean where there's yeah. like just producer like producing for producers <laughs> yeah literally yeah um when i want like inspiring stuff to dig up i'll go there but when i want like the more timeless like commercially accessible stuff i'll or even just like more casual listening i think i'd say in general i listen to spotify more now but um when i'm on spotify lately i've been listening to more just like older hip-hop whether it's like three six mafia or like uh jay dilla madlib uh doom era stuff or uh injury reserve or 
I don't know. Just lots of like trying to dig back because again, I feel like I have almost kind of gotten fatigued on like being driven by sound design mm -hmm. and really try to be driven more by like what's going to be a memorable idea. What's something I can show to my parents and they're not going to think I need to be checked into the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> what's something i can like they're like so you like this yeah and you're like it's cool right <laughs> like i think the the um throwing my phone in a pool yeah that was the thing we described it as last time yeah i'm i'm a little i feel like i'm moving away from that a tiny bit or like if i can make that sound like music with notes <laughs> that would be cool um yeah. but trying to strike the balance of like um stuff that's what i think is really cool about like flume or sophie rest in peace was they make and made so many songs that are like for guys like us like how the fuck did you do that that's so crazy from a producer's standpoint and then like we'll make never be like you which is like mm -hmm. every like i don't know everyone knows that song yeah <laughs> oh yeah that was a radio hit and it's like and that song still makes producers gush. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know, the fact that, yeah, that's kind of been like, how do I strike that balance without just making stuff that sounds like Flume? <laughs> Not yeah, Flume specifically. Flume but really the hit the nail on the head. Like when I saw him in North Coast this year. Oh, yeah. Wasn't actually that. I kind of didn't realize I wanted like a Flume DJ set mm -hmm. opposed to like the live setup but um yeah like that song they were talking about the one that's the radio hit i'm blanking on the name but like I yeah really like you yeah like it if you listen to the drums it's real like swung in a weird way and yeah. to me i'm like oh how did th this worked on the radio but it's hitting the pockets right and i'm not saying that nothing yeah. that is pop music doesn't have swing like of course or like but, like sophie making beats for charlie xcx or countless other people it's like but they're so weird <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 but they're huge and like i don't know it's like figuring out what weird stuff can like people be receptive to and like what makes something more timeless because that's something i've thought about a lot too especially after putting out my last ep it was like I feel like I mostly reached other producers or people who like appreciate that kind of music yeah. that like admire the production in that way. But it'd be cool to keep that and expand to people who are like not SoundCloud people. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. It's something, a love that we both share is uh, Mr. Carmack. Yeah. And like when I go back, I was actually just going back through his discography the other day. And it's a lot of the more timeless songs that I choose to listen yeah. to. Like Drugs EP, that's my shit. It's but so also, good. I can't listen to that like the way I can listen to like vibes or melodies yeah. or, you know, some of those like where it's. <laughs> not as in your face yeah and just like i don't know like in a lot of ways the simpler ideas on a lot of those is um it's the more memorable part right like when something gets stuck in your head it's usually not like 
throwing your phone <laughs> in a pool sound yeah. it's usually like because you can't really, even like recreate it yeah in, like <laughs> out, like if you tried to sing along mm -hmm. to just like glitchy noises you'd be like you'd look crazy yeah you know um so yeah that's something i've been also thinking about a lot and trying to put into practice and i don't know it's also that I feel like I've become known for making bass music or like really hard trap music and I'm ready to kind of dial that back. Not that I don't still love hard music or trap music, um, but just refining it in like a more bouncy way, more, yeah, I guess accessible and like it'd be cool to show my parents something and they can like at least dance to it, even if they don't understand it. Like if it's catchy enough mm -hmm. and they can like ignore the glitchy parts that are like me putting my love into it, <laughs> that would be cool. I mean, I feel like you can still have that ear candy, like all that, yeah. all the, all of that stuff that makes you. And to ball. clarify, my parents love me. They love that I make music, <laughs> yeah. and it's not like you need to keep your day job, any of that. Or, or they were just <laughs> telling you, like, I don't know, the snare sounds like it could your use a little bit like of shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> top end removed. Have you heard of soothe? Like they just get deep, yeah. and you're like, what <laughs> the fuck? If I got put on blast, I'm just imagining that at like Thanksgiving or something, where like. I don't know, we're arguing about politics and they're like, all of a sudden they're just roasting my mixes. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, like, I need to be excused. You, like, you, <laughs> you ever tried to add a little bit of 3K to your kick? Yeah. Is it a little bit more Jesus top and you're just like, wait, no. <laughs> I gotta go. That's like when you'd rather argue about politics. Yeah. Jake, how many times have I told you the crossover is at 400 hertz and you gotta dip it? You gotta <laughs> dip it, Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be like... A horrible reality that, that's when you know you're in the twilight zone but then it's also like if i ever become a dad and ever become like and my kid ever decides to be creative and do music i don't want to be that dad that's like roasting their mix downs at thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> you could gently i feel like there's a whole generation of that waiting to happen oh yeah oh, god oh yeah, yeah. Pro <laughs> producer dads that's such a funny concept like because yeah like i feel like the norm like so i'm 29 I feel like I'm inevitably just gonna like EDM Twitter is gonna come for me and like melt me down into petroleum because I'm a dinosaur now. And like, but I also feel like it's become normalized for like people to keep making music after they're 30, <laughs> which is like a wild thing for everyone to like decide is okay now. Mm. Um, but like, I'm not gonna stop when I turn 30. Anyway, so like, who said that who's I, I don't know but you know how there's that? like there's like memes there's all these like social i don't know just like pre preconceptions about like yeah. turning 30 you're that's it like you're fucked mm. um um from what i've seen anyway been experienced but i don't feel that i'm not gonna stop when i turn 30 but i do feel like because there's been this like widespread movement of like our generation having so many producers and like getting into all the nerdy producer shit that we talk about on here that like that generational like when those people have kids and they want to start doing music and it becomes like a more familial thing 
that'll be wild <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a weird well because the tools are probably gonna look different too and you're gonna be like scratching your head like so what are you doing what how are you routing your signal like, or even oh, just think you? about like like when uh rihanna and asap rocky just had a kid right mm-hmm. like so many people were already like that kid's gonna put out so many hits mm-hmm. it's like what if mm-hmm. they just like don't do that <laughs> yeah yeah for sure what, what's gonna bum me out is i'm gonna be like all right son you want to play on my 909 and they're like no like opens up fl studio <laughs> like gets the piano roll i'm like oh. got my 10 out of 10 you're like you are not no. my child oh, sorry yeah <laughs> dude i don't even know like if you could just envision what it would be like because i feel like things are going to change so much you know it's, yeah it's hard to even i feel like there's also that thing where like you look at like will smith's kids like i don't yeah. know like i feel like it's i mean now will smith whatever anyway but like both of his kids got into music and i it would be interesting to know like what are those conversations how did like? they yeah like obviously they have lots of connections so like that's right. the most helpful thing you can have like oh you want to put out a song and it sure. actually go somewhere i guess i'm more thinking about because like within like the edm community or like the beats community i mean most people aren't will smith so like most people have like maybe a decent local network or following <clears throat> or fan base whatever you want to call it and so like seeing that at like a much smaller scale getting passed on would be really interesting <laughs> yeah like if you were just <clears throat> in the electronic scene but even that i mean you might have some connection who knows but yeah there's a lot to think about with i don't know i don't even know anymore well i also well, am well, just like yeah amazing oh, sorry i just kind of wanted to bring it back to this jake because we were talking about this right at the beginning where it feels like you have to do so much to promote your music and like good music oh, yeah. doesn't really get found anymore so i'm just trying to bring it back to that where yeah. it's like when you have those connections and you have that establishment where i'm fucking will smith's kid like listen to my song how do we do that as local up and coming i mean i'm trying trying to figure that out right now yeah Yeah. (laughs) well hopefully at that point you just have like an ai whatever that just like posts for you you don't even have to all have Neuralink installed in our yeah 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 (laughs) but like seriously like some kind of assistant that actually just does the work that you don't want to do like that would be nice um or like uh there was another thing I was thinking about. Yeah, like what are we gonna have like distro kids still? Or like are, are yeah. there gonna be things that we would be like, Oh, well yeah, the next step would be to get a distributor. But it's like, oh dad, we actually just, you know, through the ledger, like we just it's just peer to peer and you're just like, Oh, that's actually sick. That's the thing that's really fascinating with there's the whole landscape right now is it feels like every platform is designed to do a specific thing but like most of us are talking to the same dozen or so people on all of them Mm. like discord instagram twitter yeah uh soundcloud for those of us that like do music and bring that same periphery of people back to soundcloud so it's like what if there was just like a decent place to like hang out and not have information overload and talk to my friends <laughs> i feel like discord does probably the best right it does but it's also like there's still a lot on there there's so many group chats man and like just oh, having yeah. to like manually mute so much stuff all the time 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I Discord has definitely been one of the better places for the community, for sure. Um, I guess I was really surprised when... Um, no, I won't say. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Self-censoring. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'd be cool. Like, in the future, if it was just, like, Facebook for producers. But then again, that might be too insular. Like, that it's... Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. It'd be curious, because, like, an idea I had is, like, who would be holistic enough to create a platform that's, like, Spotify, but flips the payment model so that it's favorable to artists, and, like, the platform still has enough money to exist. Um, you can, like, host your community the way you do on Twitch or Discord. You can communicate with people the way you do on WhatsApp or Facebook or whatever, and, like... You can also just, like, only get the information you want and not all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be... That'd be great. I would love that. Because the, the sensory overload, I think, is just not the sustainable thing about all of it right now. Because closing my phone and then immediately opening it and reopening the same app I was just on for <laughs> two hours yeah. is, like, something that I've become increasingly self-aware of and uh, it just becomes very tiresome. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Feels like a and simulation after that. Yeah. It just yeah. I think it like I guess that's the thing too, is it should just be okay that there's no new information for you right now. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Like no <laughs> new uh notifications. I'll get ghost notifications from certain platforms and that I'm just like sucks. you, you guys turn those suck off. <laughs> that you do this. Like I have a, a Yelp page for my business and somehow whether it's a glitch or not. I very much question if it's a glitch. Like, there's a notification. I'll go into that. No notifi- notifications. But, like, that there's that glaring red one mm-hmm. on my homepage. I'm like, oh, I got something to do. And then I'm like, wait, there's nothing there. Yep. Stop bringing me into the app. Like, yeah. that should literally be, like, illegal. Like, I, it's I, by design, it man. bothers me so much. There's yeah. so many, like documentaries and stuff about that now too that's sure. they could definitely explain it better than i ever could but yeah yeah i, I yeah don't we don't have to keep going down <laughs> no, that no 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 really sound like boomers now i know um, <laughs> um snail mail your friends everyone <laughs> <laughs> um for the sake of not sounding completely like that i feel like we could we could do a little wrap up play the last song and sure. uh call it a day oh that means this one is the one with uh blake shout out blake and Blake, Blake Scourin is a good friend. Also, now in the house I used to be in. Yeah. Um, this song is, uh, at least as of this recording, uh, currently supposed to come out on his album. Um, I don't know when that album's coming out, but uh, it's very good, and I'm very excited and proud of him. He's a genius too. And if you want to hear the music in this episode and what we have to say about it. Join the Podducer Discord through the link below. Yeah, I'm really glad we were able to like land on this being a cohesive song because it just has so much going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really cool. Thanks. That feels like the point of it, though, right? Like, kinda. Uh, yeah, we wanted to make like we always joke that um, beats like this. We call them like fuck off tracks because like yeah, yeah, you yeah. hear it and you're like fuck off. <laughs> yeah, like what? Yeah, like the drum and bass, like good fuck off, like oh fuck off. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like 
I don't know, like when, when someone shows me a track that's just that overwhelming and has a lot of cool stuff going on, I'm just like, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, we, we like, yeah, we really just wanted to have fun and um, he really put a lot of emotion into the rest of his album. So I'm glad this kind of was a moment of levity and like um, familiarity for him. Um, yeah, that's the homie. Blake's a real one. <laughs> yeah. And you guys were living in the house together at the same time at one point, right? Or did he take your spot? There was a little overlap. Was a, there yeah, was like a, there was a weird period where he unexpectedly moved in a month early. Um, and it was while we were hosting, I think Willie Crooks was in town. Shout out Willie. Um, so we had like him uh harry was also moving in mm. shout out harry um blake and then i think we had a couple other people just like in town and so there were like Dude. five dudes in our basement which was not much bigger than this room um for like a month and that was just absurd yeah but, um so that was kind of uh the last hurrah of just total insanity at that house for me um insanity in a good way um but it was just like holy shit this is a lot <laughs> one thing i wanted to ask about was like were there like blasting periods where it's like you can go off king like do like play your music produce your shit or were there like headphone times um like, how did you yeah so i would say during i was there for three years so that's a pretty wide frame i would say generally everyone was pretty i mean everyone was respectful and like um yeah part of the reason we found the appeal of that house was not sharing walls with other people it was just us yeah. so like having like did you ever visit i don't know if you ever did. Yeah, yeah yeah um but we had like the main studio room where like we wanted that to be like you can just crank your shit and everyone can like be there and um that was like the main sesh room so like whenever we'd all work on stuff together or have a couple different ideas going at the same time that was the the nucleus of that um i don't know how they've changed it since i left but um generally i mean i was the only one with like a, a true nine to five where i was like i need to be up at this time yeah um so yeah i mean there was hardly any like guys turn it down <laughs> like with the broomstick yeah no i mean i'm sure that's that's half the reason for living there is to mm -hmm. be in a collaborative space so well but i honestly, was just curious about the etiquette no you're good and like honestly that was kind of when i was still at that rock bottom dunning kruger point where i was like i just all i know how to do is make weird sounds i didn't quite feel confident about like my actual like composition so I was the one that would usually just opt for headphones because I was like, I don't want people to listen to me resample a coin <laughs> for like two hours. <laughs> um, so I was definitely just like self-conscious from the get-go. And I also just like um, listening to all the weird little details in samples anyway. So I find headphones to be a better medium for that than... Um, listening to that out loud which is also nice now because uh my current 
living situation, I do share walls with new people and I, my partner's not a music person. So no one hears me making bass patches. <laughs> it's starting and stopping a <laughs> track. Just like, just, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about like, have you seen those memes where it's just like, yeah, like what the girlfriend hears when yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. or the boyfriend or whatever. But like, I was always too insecure to become that person. Yeah, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to be that person either. <laughs> Sometimes I'll leave the door open and not realize, and then I'll like go and be like, "What's up?" And then yeah, she doesn't care. But I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, sorry, you just had to listen to me. Like, listen to the same thing for two hours. So. Yeah, even like, I I would say I use my monitors and more like loud like room stuff towards the end of like mixing a track or like trying to get a feel for it outside of my headphones because i'm usually fatigued yeah. at that point mm-hmm. um so i usually try to have like a mostly complete idea or at least like a pretty well-developed loop <laughs> that i'm working on and trying to workshop before i like bring <laughs> yeah, it yeah, to yeah. like the rest of the room yeah you're like kind of um, like this it's sounding pretty good now yeah like, <laughs> Um, anyone can listen now yeah but my partner is also very supportive and um even though it's just different than what she's used to it's uh she's great yeah she's great that's yeah that's how that's how we'll end it but actually (laughs) how we'll end it is uh you know where can people find you yeah um i am on uh spotify bandcamp soundcloud pretty much any streaming um you can spell it E L L exclamation point P S I S. If you're typing a URL or a uh, like a tag, it's E L L one P S I S because they don't let you do exclamation points in URLs. Yeah. Um, uh, on Twitter for however long that lasts, and Instagram, I have an underscore at the end because somebody with a dead account. Uh, won't get deactivated or give me that username so there's an underscore on mine um yeah uh bandcamp would be really cool um really trying to get more active on there um and also uh send me your email if you want to really stay in touch i'm going to try to um be more direct with people that way yeah Check out Ellipsis. I don't know if you said... We said your name earlier, but... Just, yeah. yeah. That's how you say it. <laughs> I say it, Ellipsis. I know it looks... I've, I've gotten some pretty surprising butchers on Ellipsis over the years. I think my favorite one is uh, Bauer uh, coining me as Eli Piss. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's so, so great. I was actually, like, during the pandemic... And I know you're trying to wrap so I can be quick, but... No, you're good. Yeah, you got kind of, like close-ish with bauer kind of i have a pretty funny couple stories with that guy but he uh um i mean he he was definitely one of the most inspiring people to just like even like observe during covid because it was like he would just get on twitch and like make beats and then like put out an album that got nominated for a grammy and like you kind of get to see how he does it and it's really cool that it's like it's really not anything like elaborate there's no secret sauce he just like knows what he's looking for knows what he's trying to do um and he's also just like a really real person it's not like a persona and like now when he comes here and knows i'm eli piss and like <laughs> i had done i had done enough of his beat battles and stuff um where he remembers that like i produce 
Um, I think I, I did win one of them, which was really crazy. Um, yeah, didn't like Diplo see it or something? Or like Diplo yeah, was judging Diplo it Diplo was him? the judge and selected mine, and that was a crazy day. Yeah, that's so wild. Um, that was weird to hear him say my name one time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one time? <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Um, but so that was a really cool just like way to stay busy and stay inspired and really kind of like keep the creative flow going um and yeah now whenever bauer comes here like he played soundbar a month ago and just like i got to dm him and hang out with him at the show um and it's really funny because he like he was late but he was like i have to get a hot dog before i come to the show because he's from new york flies in from chicago flies into chicago and like speed runs to the venue but he's like what do you guys eat besides hot dogs and i was like huh <laughs> and i was like <laughs> and i was like what are you talking about and he's like if i have another hot dog i'm gonna explode and i was like you have to go to harold's <laughs> like mm. you have to eat something that's not hot dogs like i promise we have so much more food than yeah the dogs but <laughs> Or like pizza, I feel like is more the thing that people. But I guess being yeah. from New York, it's like. Maybe well, he he had done pizza of, another time, I guess, because I yeah. was like, you should do the pizza, but also like, if you're trying to go to bed, that's not a good idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. It was. Or it'll put you to bed real quick. Yeah. Either, it's like either like, you're probably gonna wake up and have like yeah. a brick in your stomach, but. Yeah. But he, I think he was also looking for like. A very Chicago thing, but not quite like the pizza and the hot dogs. I think everyone knows about, but I was like, you gotta hit Harold's because that's like that's a good that's a good recommendation. It's a real spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some um, wings. I don't know if he ever did, but um, hopefully that'll be sitting in his back pocket for next time or something. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's been really cool, and yeah, he's just he's a very uh, approachable and real person. That's always something I really appreciate when you like cross paths with like actually famous people <laughs> mm -hmm. but he's not like famous on the level where his face is really famous like yeah to like producers and yeah, people yeah, yeah. that know him but that's kind of like the best kind true i mean i, I still like. i still think like if i tell a non-soundcloud person that like i have this like kind of strange relationship they're like who's that i'm like the Harlem Shake Harlem guy. Shake yeah. guy. Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, and I'm like, okay, but he also like has this all like crazy other discography and like has made shit with Pusha T and Future and like all these other dudes. But like, that's what you know him for. Yeah, and that's yeah. like what it's gonna be, I guess. Yeah, for sure. But even that like wasn't. I don't even. I don't remember if there was like a music video or if it was just the trend of dancing. But like again, not his face <laughs> at the forefront. That's kind of sick. Like, yeah. Kind of. I don't know. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing, too. Like, kind of circling back to what we were talking about. Like, that was, like, pre tiktokifying anything. Yeah, and it was viral and in, was like, it. a whole different way. Yeah. And I'd imagine he has to hate that song or at least have some yeah. weird relationship with it now. Or have, yeah, like, a very strange remix that he's okay with playing. Like or, He played a pretty cool one last time I saw him. But, like... Yeah, I think he embraced the meme at this point because you have to. Yeah, you have to. But, um, yeah, I, in a way, that seems like it would be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. For me, at least, I would not like that. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, we'll let you go, but just any shout outs. I know we've talked a lot about a lot of people, but just quickly, if you. 
Um, Does anyone special? Yeah. Uh, shout out to all of my people that I showed off tracks that I'm collaborating with. Uh, TYGKO, Palpa, Blake, um, Deej. Um, Nada. Nada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um shout out you guys i was gonna say Thanks, like it's really really cool how you guys have grown this podcast in such a thoughtful way because like the way you i remember when you were on your hiatus you're like i don't really know how to go with it or what i'm trying to aim for and like seeing you come back with such a force and such a like idea and like a method behind it getting this guy behind it was a a plus that was move. a big that was a big move yeah. um and um yeah just like i don't know every time i talk to producer homies now like everyone's dialed in to what you're doing and it's like That's it's a really hear, cool man. yeah it's a really cool thing to hear like oh i just recorded an episode with jerry and mace i just recorded producer or like oh did you catch the last one like people are really even for people they don't know yeah i feel like if it can if anything if it can be that rite of passage that's like such a yeah honor yeah dude just to just be able to facilitate that keep doing what you're doing it's yeah. really really cool thanks bro appreciate yeah. you for sure oh yeah and also i'm just gonna shout out your girlfriend just because she's cool she's the best yeah <laughs> <laughs> i should have probably shouted her out too love you <laughs> everyone like if we do the shout outs too long it's like shout out to just like people i don't even know <laughs> yet but that i'm gonna know like yeah. here's to you shout out to the universe we're all made of stars and it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't let the shout outs go too long otherwise that happens yeah i want to say there was some episode either i was on or i remember listening to where there were many a shout out that was a little carried away <laughs> it's too many yeah <laughs> all right well we're gonna end it um Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you next time. Thank Peace. you so much. Peace.